This is the Barbecue Central Show podcast being generated from a live recording of the Barbecue Central Show, which airs at thebbqcentralshow.com every Tuesday between 9 p.m. and 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Show being brought to you by the Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic pit temperature control devices. Visit them at thebbqguru.com or call them 800 800- 288-GURU. And by Tasty Licks Barbecue Supply. Sauces, rubs, grills, smokers, everything for the outdoor chef. Visit them online at tastylicksbbq.com or call them 800-677-2882. And by Butcher Barbecue. Manufacturers of premium injections, rubs, and sauces. Visit them online and take full advantage at butcherbbq.com. And by Stephen DeFranco Jeweler. Official jeweler of the Barbecue Central Show. Visit them at stephendefranco.com or call 440-943-2700 and use keyword Barbecue Brother to receive all the discounts. And by iGrill, manufacturer of Bluetooth-enabled temperature, which is generated and sent to your smart device. You can find out more information by visiting iGrillInc.com. Use promo code CENTRAL to get 15% off your entire order at the iGrill Inc. store. And by Green Mountain Grills, one of the country's premier pellet grill manufacturers. Three different sizes to choose from, something to fit in every budget, and find out more by visiting GreenMountainGrills.com. And by CookShack, the country's premier manufacturer of electronic and pellet-driven cookers, servicing the residential, commercial, and competition markets. Visit CookShack.com for more information. Hi, this is Bobby Rempe from Cleveland, Ohio, and you're listening to Barbecue Central. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. All right, gang, good evening, and welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. Oh, yeah, the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. Broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I am your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evening. Should you see fit to jump in on the show tonight, more than happy to have you. You can do it one of two ways, or both. 877-448-0433. You can also email the show if you would care to, Greg, at the BBQ Central Show. Everything else you want to find out about this particular craft main website, the BBQ Central Show. All right, here's what's happening on the show tonight. In case you didn't get the newsletter, coming up in about 13 minutes from now, first Tuesday of each month brings a house call visit from the good Dr. Ray Lampy, Dr. Barbecue, for Ask Dr. Barbecue. That's right. 9.35. You would recall that the Sam's Club 2014 series well underway. Potentially big news to talk about in that regard as it relates to this show. But notwithstanding that, somebody who just won the Sam's Club local contest over in, is it Daphne, Alabama? Patrick Banks from Booty Q. 
Budiku! 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 And then we'll move into the second hour. The second hour of succulents as we're talking about it. Uh, 1014, Michael O'Donnell from CaveTools.com will be joining us. That's right. And helping me close out the show this evening from a Facebook holla for dollar. Gary Lee Park Jr. from Two Smoking White Boys. He's the guy that wins. Hey, you want you wear a belt? <laughs> that sounds bad. <laughs> you wear a belt? You're a favorite of mine. We'll get into that a little bit later. So that's what's happening. 877-448-0433. You can also email the show, Greg, at thebbqcentralshow.com. Right now, blast an email off if you're watching the show. If you are uh, taking it in through your smart device and you would like to tell other people about it, couple different links to do it. The audio of the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. You can also get the video feed of this show at our outdoor cooking channel, simulcast partner, outdoorcookingchannel.com. If you have Roku or some other internet uh, protocol television doohickeys that have outdoor cooking channel in their app store, download it and choose the live stream option. You can watch the show live from 9 to 11 every Tuesday night. And if you have a smart device... Go to the App Store, Google Play, the App Store for iTunes, whatever, and search TuneIn, T-U-N-E-I-N, TuneIn Radio. Search BBQ Central, add it to your favorites. And not only can you get the live show here every Tuesday between 9 and 11, you can get all of the replays in 2014 as they have happened in uh, repetition or rotation, depending on you know whatever you like. So uh, there's absolutely no reason you should ever miss anything here on the show. You can subscribe to the replays on iTunes. You can go to the YouTube for videos, Outdoor Cooking Channel for archived videos, my website for archived videos. I think I'm actually trying something new tonight, uh, and I would have no idea how you would find it. But if you went to YouTube, I'm uh, streaming live on YouTube as well tonight, just for fun. Well, 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 we've come to this point in the year, and it seems over the last couple of years, we've happened upon this day for, well, I guess what would be many Tuesdays so far. I've never really paid any attention to it. I've never been big on it. Maybe it's because I'm not from New Orleans, New Orleans, New Orleans, however you say it. Ladies and gentlemen. It is, without a doubt, 100% Tuesday. I love me some Tuesday. It's the best Tuesday ever during the course of the year because a lot of people will just throw down and eat and get on Tuesday. It's fabulous. I mean, what other day of the year, aside from 4th of July and Thanksgiving and Christmas and any other associated holiday, is... Uh, shown as people going crazy before the... uh, Come here. Uh, That people go crazy before the Lenten season starts tomorrow and just throw caution to the wind and get all nasty. They do. They're pouring down ounces and ounces of all over the place. Turkey, pork, beef, doesn't matter. They want it all. Right. Give me this. Can I have an extra large portion with a side of, and I'll take a a two-liter bottle to wash it down with. 
I got I can't eat meat for like 46 weeks from now on for crying out loud. Come on. Or maybe it's 46 days. Whatever. So to all of those that are celebrating. Oh, sorry. To, to all those that are celebrating Tuesday. Thank you for taking time out of your gluttonous arrangement to join us for the ever-popular Barbecue Central show. And we will see you back here next year for another edition of 2015 Tuesday. Yeah, I can't wait. All right, if you didn't know about it, uh, this past weekend was the Texas, or what I think they called the World Championship Barbecue Contest at the Houston Livestock and Rodeo. And uh, certainly a cavalcade of teams, you know, teaming into the hundreds of teams participating in this event. Uh, it actually kicks off the rodeo activities at Reliant, and while the cook-off committee has taken steps to make the grounds a little bit more friendlier for those without the invite to a tent by adding a beer garden and more live music to the barbecue sandwich that's included with admission, the real action is in the booths with the private teams and they gather there once a year to celebrate friendship, food, large tents, believe it or not, hold like a 1,000 people or more. They have stages of their own, but access remains limited. you got to be a at least a web celebrity to get in. I have never even been invited to go down there for crying out loud. They don't want me. That's, that's how top line the ticket is. And not every team is allowed to participate in it. It's like waiting lists and... People die and bequeath their spots to siblings and offsprings and all that stuff. Such succulent celebrities were joining in the cooking extravaganzas. Tuffy Stone from Barbecue Pitmasters, who earned a second place in brisket and a third overall in his first ever Houston Livestock Rodeo Cook-Off. Uh, there was a USO tent. Johnny Triggs was there. He doesn't know me at all. We've gone through that. Uh, Franklin Barbecue, Aaron Franklin, he'll be on the show in a few weeks' time, uh, was also there. So if you didn't know that the Houston Livestock and Rodeo uh, was where it was at this past weekend, shame on you. And taking the overall grand championship, master pit builder, the guy who sells more pits on probably most circuits competing right now, Jamie Gear from Jambo Pit. Congratulations to Jamie. For those thinking that Jamie is going to be on the show tonight, no. Not by lack of uh, of effort on my part, I might add. Oh, yeah. That is not an alcoholic beverage either. That's just sweet tea. Mmm, yummy. Let me show you something here, and I apologize for the people that are listening on the audio side. That's a problem with listening on the audio side, right, is you don't get to hear the whole, or you don't get to get take part in the whole thing. If you are a Star Wars nerd, do I have a good time for you? Here it is, the Star Wars barbecue tongs molded after the Darth Vader iconic lightsaber weapon. <clears throat> Believe it or not, this is a, uh, a lightsaber tong, as you can see right here. And uh, obviously there's this uh, red sheath that floats over the tongs itself. I have no idea if these tongs make those uh, sound effects. like. I mean, it would be roughly ten times better if they had those sound effects. So, you know, it sounded like you were cutting open the 
proverbial meat with your tongs molded after Darth Vader's lightsaber. How come uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi doesn't have his lightsaber? He had blue, I think, right? Was his blue? I don't remember. That was a long time ago. You're right, Bob. That's a pre-order for the Tonks, which means they want you to put money down, and perhaps there's a very good chance that you'll never, ever see it again. All right, folks. Let me, before we get to the good doctor, Tasty Licks Barbecue Supply, known for their amazing wide selection of cookers, sauces, rubs, all things for the backyard cook and the serious competition. They sell Big Green Eggs, Kamado Joe, Primo, Ceramics, Mac, and Green Mountain Pellet Grills. All the Weber Grills, the smokers and the grills, as well as Meadow Creek Smokers and Cookers. One of the largest barbecue guru dealers in the country. And the very first to offer professional and amateur cooking classes. Well-known chefs like Harry Sue, Todd Johns, Dan Hickson, and the like have all uh, sauntered through the succulent confines of Tasty Licks Barbecue Supply in Shillington, Pennsylvania. Call Fred Bernardo, the smoking guitar player, or call him anything you want, as long as you buy something. I mean, call him or any of his friendly staff at 800-677-2882, or just go over to your internet and look them up at TastyLicksBBQ.com. That's TastyLicksBBQ.com. And don't forget, Smoke Guitar Player has over 150 cooking videos on the website, and a lot of those, he doesn't even try to sell you anything. He's just spitting knowledge. That's Tasty Licks. BBQ Supply in beautiful downtown Shillington, Pennsylvania, or on your interwebs at TastyLicksBBQ.com. That's TastyLicksBBQ.com. We are back with the good Dr. Ray Lampy for the Ask Dr. Barbecue segment. Right after this, stick around. We'll be right back. Hang on. Live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. We are back, 877-448-0433, Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Now, hold on a damn minute. How did that happen? Ah, oh, damn it. I, I took that music out on purpose because I'm trying to legitimize the show. But no, it didn't work this time. All right, nevertheless. Uh, 877-448-0433, Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com are the two ways to get in touch with the show. But first, why not? Let's do this. If you got questions about barbecue or grilling, maybe as a hobby or even a business, looking to get an expert's point of view, why not ask Dr. Barbecue? You can submit your questions by clicking on the Ask Dr. Barbecue tab on the website. The doctor is in. Here's Ray Lampy with his nurse, Greg Rempe. Dr. Barbecue. All right, obviously that song can only mean one thing. It is the Ask Dr. Barbecue segment. Ray, how are you, buddy? 
Yeah, you too. Uh, doing absolutely fabulous. Appreciate you making it. Oh, boy. Wow. I am just blowing it all up left and right here tonight, Ray. Give me one second. It's like the first time I've ever done the show. All right. Uh, so a lot of things to get to tonight. And uh, I apologize that you can't see me here, but uh, Skype is, uh, after the last update, is not wanting to interact with my uh, broadcasting software uh, nicely. But nevertheless, I'm saving you the pain and suffering from having to look at me during the uh, course of the interview. Um, what's uh, what's new with you, Ray? What are you up to? Uh, I'm I'm on vacation, kind of. I've been taking it easy these last couple months. It's you know it's the off season for a barbecue guy, and you got to just chill and enjoy it. So I've been I've been like cooking everything I could find in my freezer. Uh, the other day, I found a a bison brisket, and I cooked it, and man, it was good. That thing was better than like. Uh, better than probably better than any beef brisket I've ever made. And, and really? tonight it was Dollar Taco Night at Senior Taco, so I went there. I'm I'm living large, man. What's the season for you? Like, when are your busy months? Are you going to get ready in like the next month or two, or do you get even a little bit longer off than that? Yeah, well, this time of year you kind of get nervous. You want it to get started, you know. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. I hope I, I'm looking like I got a bunch to do it in April. Looks like it's April is going to be a busy month, so. So that's good. Kind of got to get ready. It's hard to get back in the groove after being around for a while. I think Sandy's about had it. She's about ready for me to leave and, and get to traveling again. So, yeah. And then last year, I mean, last year it went really past Thanksgiving. I had that nice fall thing we were doing, cook-off before kickoff. So so that was good, you know. So, yeah, it's uh, it's fun to be me these days. Is it- pork chops out now. We're going to start promoting that in April. And, you know, it's always something fun. You know, when we talk about the, you know, I remember the first time we ever did uh, an interview, and it was uh, actually just a, a recorded podcast back in the day, and uh, you kept uh, referring, you know, life of the barbecue man, and I'm just making this kind of, I'm making it up as I go along, and, and there was no trailblazer to really show you the ropes, and, and you're kind of the one that's doing it for everybody else. Uh, is every year for you a uh, snatch what you can get? Do you have stuff that you can rely on and then build from there, or is it kind of a see what plays out during the course of a 12-month period well it's a little more stable than it used to be i mean but i we just in the fall we recently celebrated 10 years me and big green egg working together which really is pretty cool i mean that's a long run with something like that and and i jokingly told somebody the other day we still like each other and we do so that, that you know that's can pretty normal pretty consistent uh, a lot of what i do for them is regular although the hpba show is in Salt Lake City this year, and and I'm not going, which is rare. Usually, we used to cook out there, and so things change a little bit. But that's pretty regular. But other than that, yeah, it's a uh, gosh. I'm lucky enough that at this point in my career, the phone rings a lot. Um, but every now and then, you got to just start beating the bushes and hustling stuff up, and and it's fun, you know. It, but it's yeah, it's it's definitely the life of an entrepreneur. It, I'm still making it up as I go along. Do you get a lot of requests that you? Let me ask a better question. Are you turning away a lot more stuff than you're accepting? Is there, oh, hell is there a lot of crap out there? Anything, you know, um, but it's hard to go do stuff that doesn't pay anymore. And it's hard to to book something in July right now, no matter how much I like to do it, because it, I may have something really good may come along for July. So it, it's hard. I, I, I try not to turn down anything. I want to go do everything. I still enjoy every bit of it. But it is it is a business, and you have to kind of coordinate. So, But, no, I wouldn't say I'm turning away all that stuff. If anybody's looking for me, call me. 
What's your uh, what's the card rate to get Dr. Barbecue? If I was going to have a party with 50 or 60 buddies and I was going to fly you up, what's your uh, what's your card rate for people that might want to hire Dr. Barbecue for a personal appearance? Oh, I'm not going to say it publicly, oh. but uh, it's it's pretty good. It's, let's it's, let's say it's multiple kind of amazing, mul- multiple thousands of dollars. Dig into that pocketbook, you cheap bastards. This is Ray Lampy we're talking. All right, uh, so let's get into some uh, Dr. Barbecue or Ask Dr. Barbecue questions. By the way, if you do have a question for us uh, down the line, askdrbbq.com is a place to go to submit. And, of course, you can check out Ray on his own personal website, drbbq.com. Uh, this one coming in from uh, John in England. It says, Dr. Barbecue, let's say you were a judge at the U.K.'s leading barbecue competition, and I think you are, and they decide to introduce a burger round. What would you be looking for in that burger? Clearly, a plain old cheeseburger isn't going to cut the pickle. So what makes an awesome barbecue burger, in your opinion? Well, I I am the judge at that event. It's grilled stock, and they have added a burger around, and I think it's a really good idea. Um, However, I judge the four main categories every year, so I may not be judging burger. But I'm going to tell you what I think. I had the pleasure of judging two in two very serious burger contests in the last six months. In uh, November, I was in Connecticut, and I was judging uh, a serious burger throwdown with a bunch of restaurants with guys like Graham Elliott and Michael Salakis and me and Duff and, and Richard Blaze. It was cool. If you see that picture I've been putting on my website, that was we just got done judging the burger contest. Now, I'm going to tell you, there was a lot of different burgers came our way. One was like a, a big burger with a mudslide of macaroni and cheese on it. Well, you know, looked really cool, really cool idea, nice thing to have on your menu of your food truck. It was a food truck guy. But it, eating it sucked. You couldn't really eat it. You know, it's a contest. I'm going to take a couple bites. I had to dig through the mac and cheese to try and get a hunk of the burger. Not a cool idea. Things it seems like a really good idea, but to a, a, a serious contest person, that was really a bad idea. And then some guys wanted to take a big, fat burger and then put – sauce and tomato and lettuce and and over you know just stack one thing on top of another and it's so big you can't hardly eat it it's kind of a mudslide again and and then came along a shake shack burger if you know what that is from new york very simple cheeseburger on a one of them martin's hamburger buns them yellowish hamburger buns a nice little burger and a slice of tomato on it and some cheese and a little piece of lettuce excellent burger now who doesn't like that that thing scored well. But then came three little sliders on a tower. They actually took, you know, the little skewers that you put the checks on at a restaurant uh, by the register. They yep. took that thing and they stacked the three sliders and they just kind of looked like they were stacked together. It was really a great presentation. And it was a simple burger. It had like some kind of white cheese, like Gouda or something on it. And that was it. No sauce or anything. But it was kick-ass meat, a really nice bun that they had made. And it was cooked perfectly. And this burger didn't eat anything, and it won, and it was unanimous. Every Everybody at the table, and think about the guys I just mentioned, were not impressed by these fancy sauces and the big mudslide burger, and that thing won. And, and I, to this day, think it was it deserved to win. It absolutely should have won. Maybe the Shake Shack burger gave it a run because it had a little lettuce and tomato. Then I was at the World Food Championships, and I judged the final 10 burgers. And I did not see any burgers like that at all. And, man, I wish I would have. Every one of those burgers was really stacked up with stuff, and they're beautiful burgers. If you were sitting down to have lunch, you'd like that burger. But for me, I would have loved to have seen a simpler burger come to the table, and I would have probably voted for it. So that's my feeling about it. Now, you know, I don't know who's going to judge over there at Grill Stock uh, the burger round. It's English guys, and 
how they feel about burgers versus what we get here. So I can't say for sure what's going to fly over there. But in my head, man, a little bit simpler burger is a really good idea. When you're competing, are you fighting that internal struggle of thinking that, man, if it were me like you, I would do a simple burger. But since I'm at a competition, and I hear what you're saying about, you know, you're only going to take a couple bites and it's, it's, it's ultimately a huge waste of the remainder of the burger. Uh, but is it also kind of like um, garnish in the uh, contest box at a KCBS event? You build this huge burger because initially when you see it, you want that wow factor and you want to see, oh, my God, they got seven different layers of things going on and it's really uh, artisanal the way they did this. Uh, or do you have to be kind of a an artsy-fartsy judge to really take that into account and have it work in your favor? I think it may be the other way around. I think the... The person that eats a burger for lunch and doesn't think about the competition kind of thing might might think that that was really an impressive looking burger because that was the way they were going to eat it for lunch. But think about that. You know, I, I, I was just talking to somebody about this. So you got that big burger. You don't get to the really good bites of that thing till 10 bites in. You know, if you've got a big burger, you're at a, your favorite restaurant, burger with a bunch of stuff stacked on it. The first couple of bites are just bun and lettuce. You don't really get down to the the good part of the meat. But as a judge at a contest, there's no way you're going to take 10 bites of that. So I think it's the other way around. I think the 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 more, think about that lineup of guys I said that like that plain burger. Yep. You know, I, I think uh, I think it might be more impressive to a, a less uh, experienced judge or, or more, less of a foodie because they might think that was all good. But, you know, just because I say that, though, doesn't mean everybody would necessarily agree. I don't really like a bunch of stuff piled up on my burger ever. Uh, so, you know, some people might like it that way. And you're right. And when you're the competitor, I've got this really good sauce. How do I not put that on my burger? I, you know, how do I not get it on there? I like I like lettuce and tomato on my burger. A lot of people do. How do I not put that on there? Yeah. Um, you know, I, it's a tough one, a real tough one. I, I, But I seem to think simpler is better. I mean, think like a contest cook. The guy's going to take one or two bites and, and you don't want, you know, rule number one, don't piss the judge off. And this big mudslide of a burger, you know, the guy with the macaroni and cheese, it, you didn't even know where to eat it. It just, it was going to be really hard to score that good. Ray Lampy joining me here on the show for the monthly Ask Dr. Barbecue segment. DRBBQ.com is his website. AskDRBBQ.com if you want to submit a question for a future show. Uh, let me go over to Facebook here real quick, uh, Ray, and uh, answer a question for Buddy Burke. And he's saying, might be good to talk about to the beginners about building a charcoal stack for like smaller smokers, maybe like a, an Oklahoma Joe or maybe even like a, a Weber Smoky Mountain or some of those more popular beginner models. Well, I already answered that one, Greg. I told the guy to buy a big green egg. Oddly <laughs> enough. Problems. I don't know why you're bringing that one up again, but thanks. Um, oh, gosh, I don't know, man. Come on. You don't know how to start a fire. I, I, I you know, you want to burn it on an offset, in my mind, put some charcoal on there and get it started. I, I'm not a fan of using lighter fluid like Myron does, but that, that's going to be long gone by the time any food goes on there. Start with some charcoal, get a little base going, and then put wood on as you need. If you've got a little offset, don't try to cook with all wood. It'll be really bad. Uh, the, you know, we all went through that. I did it when I had my first little offset. Uh, I think I think it's one of those things that guys – want to somehow be verified i get it with big green egg guys a lot they buy their egg they've been cooking on it for five years you know their food's good they know what they're doing but they somehow want to want me to show them how to put the fire starter wax thing down in the charcoal and light it so come on man get off of that you know how to build a fire 
Yeah, that's right, man. Just build your freaking... Fi- you know what I say? Uh, go to the Harbor Freight nearest to you and buy a, a, a weed torch, hook yeah, it up to your 20-pound yeah. bottle, and just let it hum for about three or four minutes, and you're ready to go. Yeah, I think that's a great yeah. idea. Takes all but the guesswork. Don't be afraid to use charcoal. You know, man, a, a handful of Kingsford briquettes, it, it, I, that stuff's fine. More barbecue gets cooked on that than any piece of wood you could imagine. And the guys on the Internet want to get all fired up that it's bad stuff or something. You know, I don't like the stuff that's a pre-soaked, but don't be afraid to throw a little charcoal in there and get a little base of coals going. Uh, next question from Richard Parker. Uh, Ray, what's your favorite grilled dessert, and do you have a favorite grilled dessert recipe? Um, well, pineapple really seems to go well on, on the grill, so that's probably a good place to start. Uh, I like to cut the pineapple into big wedges, like you know maybe four or six big long wedges, and soak them in some rum and brown sugar, and then grill them. You really want to grill it hot because you want to kind of get some char on there and then cut it into pieces and Put it on some ice cream. I think pineapple just is great. But, you know, don't – I've got – I've been milking that one for years like I did on Chopped, the, uh, where I chopped up the moon pie and put it in the tortilla. I have redone that recipe a hundred times where I take a flour tortilla, spread it with cream cheese, and put some dried fruit in there and some chocolate chips and fold it up and grill it. I've used that a hundred times in my life. So I mean, that's probably not my – I'm not much of a dessert eater. I don't – I don't – I like stuff that's not that sweet. But I sure do like cooking for folks, and then tortillas do really good, and any kind of grilled pineapple. Ray Lampy joining us here on the show. Uh, Ray, next question coming in from Jeff Starks, uh, and this I guess is going to be more of a competition question, and it's uh, about the ever trying to. It's like the holy grail of chicken, which is this uh, bite through skin, and he says that he believes the judges should be grading on the meat. Uh, on taste and tenderness and appearance, not necessarily about the skin. And I know there's a whole, you know, conundrum and arguments that have taken place literally for hundreds of years about uh, should the skin be included in that, should it not be included in it. Uh, where do you come out on that as uh, both a, a competitor and, and sometimes a judge? Well, it, I've seen the evolution of this over the years. Uh, I I have I only have one Jack Daniels jug in the cabinet, and it was for chicken. God, I don't know, you know, a hundred years ago. But I cooked drumsticks, and I cooked them in my Jed Master. I just cooked them like if I was going to eat them and turned them in. And back then, you could do that if it was cooked properly and it was good. You could win a trophy by cooking good barbecue chicken. But the nature of chicken in a smoker is that the skin gets leathery. I, you know, you can't argue with that. That's just how it is. It, it works that way. So then along came Jumpin' Jim with the whole, you know, the story, the, the chicken that the, he cooked in the butter in the pan. And, and actually, Jim didn't use the butter back then. But anyway, all this cooking in a pan, and then guys would try to finish it hot on the Weber and get that skin crunchy. Well, that's a really good idea until you try to do it. it. It's almost impossible to do, really. And then on top of it, once you put it in a box and it sits around for 15 minutes, it's not very crunchy anyway. So then it evolved to just making it soft and just poaching that shit till it's just mushy. And and I someone showed me how to do that. And and now I to this day I will do it if I'm cooking in a contest. It's repulsive, frankly, that the skin is just like mush, and that's why it's bite through. But I, it seems to score well all the time. And, and what's happened is this is definitely one of those things that the judges have been influenced by the cooks over the course of time. 
that bite through skin became such a big deal. Back in the day, it wasn't. Judges understood that when you cook chicken on a smoker, the meat's a little red and the skin's a little chewy. Just kind of taste the skin and move on and try the meat. Then somewhere along the way, we, well, we used to cook legs and breasts and wings too. Now everybody cooks thighs and they all have to be perfectly shaped and they have to have that bite through skin. And I think it's nonsense, frankly. Um, now, if, if you... If that makes your your eating enjoyment, having the skin be bite through and you can eat it, I can't tell you you shouldn't score that good. And if you don't like the skin to be rubbery and that bums you out, you, you every, have every right to score that down. But if you know anything about cooking chicken in the smoker, you know that the skin is not that edible. So it, it has to be a grilling contest for that to happen. So I, I'm not a fan of it. I, I wish we didn't have these these footprints like that that have to be met like the money muscle thing and and like the the chicken bite through skin nonsense and the thighs really um i wish we didn't have that stuff but it's taken a long time to evolve to that and and it's hard to break it and it's hard to tell those guys they're wrong all right uh ray lampy weighing in on chicken skin now one last question here uh, ray before i turn you loose and it does actually happen to do something with the big green egg. A question coming in from a guy named Zombie Barbecue. Uh, what do you recommend for cooking multiple levels on a large big green egg? Are there things out there accessory-wise that enable you to cook a, a multitude of things at one time during uh, for like a competition? Yeah, I mean, luckily for me, I always have extra eggs around, so I don't have to use that stuff that much. But um, big green egg makes a simple rack with fold-out legs. It gives you enough clearance for like a pan underneath it. So I'll cook two pans of chicken in my large egg, and I just use that thing. I, I forget what they call it, the grill extender or something. And I know there's aftermarket guys making some that are probably built a little better and a little more sturdy, but either one's going to be fine. And then Big Green Egg makes a three-tier thing as well. Wow. That if you want to cook like a bunch of wings or stuff on it, it's got a big pole up the middle of it, so you couldn't put a pan on it. And that works pretty well, too. And, and there's aftermarket stuff out there, too. I work for Big Green Egg, Greg. I'm not going to talk about every you know thing that some guy's building at home to sell i just don't know about it that much and and just don't know much about it but there's plenty of stuff out there um and you can cook a lot of layers levels in the green egg and of course you know one big green egg is great but multiple big green eggs even better right yeah that's the real advice buy a second egg don't be cheap yeah right come on uh dave ray lampy joining us here on the show uh ray anything uh, else before i turn you loose any big events or anything I'm going to Chicago next week for the IACP conference. I saw that. That's right. bunch of stuffy folks uh, coming to Chicago, all cookbook authors and stuff. It's very fun. I was telling somebody a story the other day. I was first year I went. I didn't know anybody there, but I just knew I needed to jump into this because I was writing cookbooks. And I'm sitting in the aisle by my in this hallway by myself talking to, on the phone or something. And a guy stops to say hi to me because he knew who I was and he wanted to meet me. And it was Jamie Proviance. Oh, you know, Jamie is, yeah, of course. And uh, I mean, it really made me feel good. And we've been friends since and made me feel really good that I Jamie stopped to say hi to me, you know, and it's just the kind of people that are there. I met Jack Pepin there and, and a lot of other people. And it's really very cool. So I do like going to ICP and it is in Chicago. So, you know, that's hometown for yeah, me. Yeah. The first Thursday night when I get there, I will be at Chicago Q, probably drinking a couple with Leanne and eating a little of her barbecue, and can't wait to get up there. No doubt about it. Sounds like a great time, Ray. Safe travels, and as always, appreciate you coming on the show. Hey, good to see you, Greg. All Take right, care. there he is, Ray Lampy, Dr. Barbecue, joining us here on the show. Uh, headed to Chicago, so if you're going to be out there in the general area, 
maybe you can uh, track down Ray if you are uh, going to be attending the, is, is that a cookbook conference or something like that? I don't know. I didn't get the invite. Because I don't write cookbooks, I can tell you that. I don't read books. I'm not going to write a cookbook. Uh, Patrick Banks coming up out of the break. Barbecue competition season is here. Are you ready? Cookshack has the smoker to get you to the winner's circle. Fast Eddie's by Cookshack, FEC 100, the choice of many teams on the circuit. Dave Bosca, Butcher Barbecue, Dana Hillis of Big Papa's Country Kitchen, Todd Johns of Plowboys have competed using FEC 100 for years. Dave won the 2012 barbecue contest at the World Food Championship in Las Vegas and was featured on last season's barbecue pitmaster show. Todd Johns won the American Royal in 2009 using his FEC 100. Other notable teams using the FE100, uh, Diva Q, Danielle Domofsky, Jiggy Piggy, Pork Patrol Barbecue, and Jeff Northcutt of Dr. Nordy's Barbecue. So why do the legendary pitmasters prefer the FEC100? Todd Johns of Plowboys considers his two FECs a member of his cooking team. They handle his fire management. He can cook by himself, and he does not have to worry about his temperatures as they will be consistent. He can roll into a contest at 6 p.m., prep his meat, and be ready to cook quickly. The FEC 100 puts you in control so you can concentrate on your flavor profiles and making those turn-in boxes, for crying out loud. Cookshack has testimonials and how-to videos on their website, cookshack.com, and their YouTube channel if you want to see these pitmasters tell you themselves why they prefer the Cookshack FEC 100 for those competition seasons. The FEC 100 features a digital Cookshack IQ4 controller, which lets you set the smoke cooking time and temperature and the holding temperature, the heat and the flavor source is 100%. Food-grade wood pellets. They are easily obtainable, inexpensive, easy to store. The pellet heat is controlled by fully automated pellet system and produces very little ash as compared to traditional stick burners and those briquette-style charcoal cookers. If you want more smoke flavor, Cook Shack offers an optional log burner. Just call one of the sales professionals at Cook Shack, 800-423-0698. That's 800 800- Four two three zero six nine eight, and they can tell you more about it. log burner. I want to know more about the log burner. I'm going to call a friendly sales professional. You can also check out the website again, Cookshack C O O K Shack S H A C K Cookshack.com. That's Cookshack.com, and discover the taste of real barbecue. Cookshack right here on the show. All right, uh, Patrick Banks coming to recap Sam's Club Local coming up out of the break. Stick around. We'll be right back. Hang on. Smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Big B, Let's go! I'm an outlaw. Give me two shots. We don't need a radio. Bring a jukebox. For my outlaws, bring me three shots. We can raise hell before the speed stops. I'm a whiskey drinking SOB. If you don't like that, then you won't like me. I'm an outlaw. All right, we are back. I said I'm 
877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Two ways to get in touch with me. You know, certainly one of the more popular barbecue series that happens each year is the Sam's Club event. My next guest took part in the Daphne, Alabama local event this past weekend and walked away with Grand Championship. Here to recap it for us tonight, the pitmaster of Booty Q, first time to the show, Patrick Banks joining me. Patrick, how are you, buddy? Patrick, you there, buddy? Hello? Hey, what's going on? Hey, Patrick, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing absolutely fabulous. Uh, appreciate you making time. Uh, I know you're uh, busy out there, like in Vegas, right? Yeah, yeah. It's great. Yeah, I can only imagine. A great weekend. You get to roll right into Vegas. What can be better than that? I know, I know. <laughs> uh, Patrick, before we get into the uh, competition side of things, uh, maybe a little background about yourself and how you got into this whole competition barbecue scene. And here you go. Get that big stuff out of here. Evidently, the cell phone reception isn't that great in uh, Las Vegas. Lick your finger, Patrick. Lick your finger. We'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll get him back up here in just a second. I'm listening to a fantastic Verizon ringback tone. Oh. It's one of my favorite classical tunes. Uh, Patrick Banks is the pit master of Booty Q. He's probably racing outside. Patrick, get on top of that building and uh, stick your finger out the window. (laughs) Uh, So uh, I was just asking you uh, how how you uh, got into the... Wow. I'm going to call you right back and get a lot of feedback. Holy crap. Well, this is turning into a regular who's who. Wow. Oh, yeah, you have a really professional show, except for the fact that this is what we hear. We just hear the dial tone. Man, oh, man. It's just, you, I'm glad you can't hear. Patrick. Hello? Hey. 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 Uh, we got connected. Wow. Yeah, it's breaking up on me. Yeah, I think we got a uh, I think we got a bad phone connection, unfortunately. Yeah, I think we do. Yeah. Is there uh, is there another number I might be able to get you at, or uh, is this it? Wow. Can you hear me? Yeah, but I, I got terrible feedback here. I'm going to try one more time. Okay. All right. Woof. That's brutal, right? I mean, that's really brutal. Don, I would use landlines, except uh, Patrick is in uh, Las Vegas for the Con Agra Expo or the Concrete Expo or whatever that's called. It's a crazy, ridiculously popular exposition. Many people, thousands of people get out there for that Vegas exposition. I know all my buddies in construction are out there all the time for that one. All right, Pat. Hey, all right. I think we uh, finally hit the ball on this one. Yeah, I think we did. All right, uh, fifth time's the charm. Uh, Patrick, how did you get into the the competition side of things? Oh, you know, I just trained really hard. Took me a while. Did were you uh did you see it on television or did you have friends getting into it and you figured you wouldn't want to get I into it a, too? I had a few friends getting into it, you know, and they just kind of I just kind of went with it. Talked to him about it. 
How many guys make up uh, the team Booty Q? Uh, twelve of us. Five. Oh, I'll say. Oh. Now, I guess one thing I'm always uh, fast. You got to be kidding me. Ego! Oofa Lou. Well, I guess we're going to chalk that one up to a loser's loser, unfortunately. Wow. Bad phone signal. I mean, he looks, you know, happy enough. Wow. Yeah, don't worry. Laugh-a-mite. I am uh, heading for the hills as we speak. Run, run, run. Uh, Don, I can't call his hotel room because he's not in his hotel. Don't you think I would know how to do that by now? Come on, man. Oh, Lord. I am. I, I know what I'm doing. Just doesn't seem like that right now. Oh, now my Skype's gone. Things are going bad to worse. I just want to, I really want to know how you get the, how you got the name Booty Q. That's really, you know, all I was looking for. Little, uh, little Booty Q action and see what's doing. Um, if you want to jump in, 877-448-0433, greg at the bbqcentralshow.com. We're probably not going to be getting Patrick back and I apologize for that. Uh, both to him and to uh, to the listeners for that. Who are you talking to? Because this is me. I know. I feel bad. This is terrible. I'm just reading a uh, a quick message. I'm just filling space right now, Patrick. That's all I'm doing. Got to let him know this was a. Bad connected. The phone dropped like six, uh, two or two or three times. Don't know what we can do. Don't know what we can do. Well, maybe this is him calling back. Uh, this is Greg. Greg. Yes. You got Patrick on the phone now. I don't know who you've been talking to, but it wasn't me. Oh, you're kidding. No, I was listening to your show, and I mean, it wasn't me. I was like, who the, who's he talking to? Well, so, I, t- I tell you, the guy yeah. was just floating right along with it, except for the fact that the phone connection wouldn't work. No, it wasn't wow. me. I mean, I was like, well, is he going to call? Because I had an engagement that they're waiting on me. And I'm like, well, and I just clicked oh. on your show, and I said, I know who he's talking to, but it's not me. That's the reason I sent you a message on Facebook. Yeah, I don't, so, I don't um, know. Uh, I don't know what happened. I copied and pasted the phone number that you left on the on the Facebook there, and boom, there we go. I, I don't know what happened. I apologize. Did I typo it wrong? Could have uh, been. been me. Well, it doesn't matter. Yeah. We got you on the phone now, so we'll uh, grab you here for the next uh, eight or nine minutes or so. Uh, you know, before we kind of recap the, the Sam's Club thing real quick, how did you get into the, the competition scene, Patrick? Um, well, I've always cooked a lot. My parents both worked growing up, and um, I cooked. And, uh, you know, kind of uh, through Operation Barbecue Relief, um, did the same thing in Tuscaloosa before OBR was formed and uh, reached out to Stan Hayes and uh, went up and met all the guys at the Pleasant Hill contest a couple of years ago. And um, they asked me to be on the board and kind of started playing around with the competitions a little bit. And uh, I realized that um, something me and my wife both enjoyed and uh, we kind of just jumped into it full force. But uh, 
looking at my note, man, I made a typo, and I'm sorry. I gave you 33759, and it's 3759. I just want to know who the hell I called and was also competing in competition barbecue. I mean, what are the chances? I don't know, man. It's a Tuscaloosa, Alabama number. That's crazy. No doubt. um, Could be anybody, I guess. But that's kind of, you know, I kind of played around a little bit, um, you know, cooked the first contest I did was back in 2012. I went and cooked uh, Tri-State Barbecue Festival in Dustin, Alabama and didn't do well. And um, I was cooking on a uh, stick burner and kind of realized I needed some better equipment and cooked on a couple of different things and talked to a lot of my friends and uh, got some pointers and some advice and went and cooked after that this past weekend had a great cook. Um, and first contest I've cooked uh, since last year. Took the first brisket I've cooked in six months and uh, just kind of went on with it and uh, was very pleased. So I guess equipment means a lot. So um, that's kind of how it is. Patrick Banks joining me here on the show, Pitmaster Booty Q. Uh, Patrick, team names fascinate me to no end. Booty Q certainly ranking right up there at the top for me right now. Uh, hell, you search the Googles for Booty Q, and it's like triple X returns of seismic proportions. Uh, how do you come up with the name Booty Q? My wife did, of all people. Um, she had an idea for a team name, and um, our logo is actually kind of cool. Um, it's kind of got a uh, a female pig kind of uh, turning around smiling at you, and um, she's got a booty on her, and... Uh, She's got on cowgirl boots, and uh, that's kind of how she came up with it. It's different. Um, she thought about changing it um, because, you know, it is kind of, I guess, kind of points to the pornographic side, <laughs> what you said. But yeah. um, I don't think we'll be changing it now. So um, I think we're going to stick with it. All right. Uh, so, you know, I guess what I found interesting as we were uh, corresponding a little bit this morning, Patrick, is the fact that uh, you're in Vegas right now for work. Um, and I guess kind of an interesting lead up to, you know, the whole story in this past weekend is you didn't even really uh, you were kind of on the fence about doing the competition and uh, because you had this impending work engagement. You're right. If, if the contest was not 15 minutes from my house, I would have never cooked it. Um and the reason why is I had to, you know, these contests, you're up there all day Friday, you start your, I make my injections and my uh, glazes and stuff on Wednesday, I prep meat on Thursday, you're setting up all day Friday, you got to cook Friday night, and then you got an all day Saturday. And, you know, it really concerned me being able to uh, get everything cleaned up and get it put up at home. And, and uh, my wife took care of all that stuff for me. I had to get up at 6 a.m. Sunday morning to fly to Vegas for Con Expo. They have it every three years. It's my job, my real job. And um, I kind of played around, you know, entered the contest, and you know, I didn't pay my entry fee. I said, well, I really want to go. So I watched it back and forth, and when I got two spots left, I said, well, I'm going to cook it. So I entered it and paid, and um, I was the 29th uh, team to enter the contest. And, you know, I went and cooked. Felt like I had a real good cook. Had a um, – was very confident, you know, going into the weekend. Um, you know, I'm good friends with Mark Lambert, and um, – you know, Boar's Night Out, all those guys out of Memphis, uh, John Weaver with Natural Born Grillers, and, you know, I've gotten some pointers from them, and um, I went to the Barbecue Live School with Lambert and uh, kind of just helped out with uh, a lot of the things going on there, and this was the third KCBS Pro Contest I've ever cooked in my life. Um, I guess the first one was last year, the Sam's Club event in Daphne, Alabama. We got waxed. 
we cooked hog wild, we got waxed. And, um, you know, I just wanted to kind of prove to myself with some of the things I had learned, um, you know, I could go out and be successful. And, uh, you know, naturally, everybody's telling me, man, this field is stacked. I was at Lambert's when they announced the the teams that were going to be in the contest. He said, man, I can think of 12 to 15 teams that are there that can win any given weekend. Oh, yeah. And um, I – and – you know, I went just hoping to finish in the top six. I never imagined I would GC it. Uh, and I was totally shocked. My wife, I wish I had a video of her screaming when they announced it. And uh, I'm just very, I'm very, uh, very fortunate and very blessed to have done what we've done this past weekend with the, with the teams that were there, with the amount of experience that I have in competition barbecue. And, um, you know, I'm sitting down now trying to decide how many contests do I want to try to cook this year. Um, I thought about cooking you know, six, seven, eight, nine, maybe 10, you know, now I'm talking about cooking 25 to 30. It just depends on what goes on. Um, I, I think I'm onto something. I may be wrong. I may go out the next contest and get skunked, but, um, you know, to do what I did with the teams that were there, um, it kind of makes me wonder, um, kind of drives me a little bit. You know, you look at the um, results uh, that you had. You had sixth place chicken, sixth place ribs, ninth place pork, fourth place brisket. I talk to pitmasters each week, and they're always preaching consistency in the process. And you look at your results, and the worst was ninth. You got a pair of sixes and a fourth. And I'm sure any pitmaster would take those results at a contest. Have you had better cooks than this before, or does this one kind of sit right at the top right now? Um. It's right at the top. Um, the, the reason why is I I was cooking on a Cadillac cooker, um, did not do very well with it um, this past weekend. Um, I have a backwoods competitor. Um, I have a Louisiana grill, pellet grill, which is what I cooked my brisket on. Um, and then I also had a, a Old Hickory CTO there. Um, and I think it goes back to equipment, but I think it really goes back to the things that I've learned. Um, overall of the contest, it was my best cook. Is it the best I think I can do? No. My ribs, in my opinion, were overcooked um, to the extent that we were um, – but I had egg slaps. I mean, I cooked a, a lot of extra food because I had extra stuff with me. And um, my friend that was my cooking partner, his name's Paul Peterson out of uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, um, he's an OBR volunteer, and he wanted to come down and cook. And uh, – he was saying, well, let's go in Sam's about two slabs at 10 o'clock and power cook them and try to get them done in time. I said, man, I'm not doing it. I'm going to roll the dice with what I have. And I said, if I can't get um, six bones out of eight slabs, something's wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's what I did. And uh, we went with it, but it's not my, it was not my best cook by any means of what I think I can actually do, no. Um, but as far as for contest, um, it's the best cook I've ever had. Patrick. And I felt that way going in. Patrick Banks of Booty Q joining me here on the show. Uh, so you're in the process of figuring out how many events you want to do. I would assume that you'll be uh, taking part in that regional event in October, though. We already paid the uh, entry fee. Um, <laughs> we paid it yesterday as soon as it came out. Um, I'm looking um, at contests. I'm not going to be cooking the next couple of weeks. I'm going to be in Las Vegas until the uh, – I think I'll come back on the 11th. Um, I actually thought about trying to do a contest the weekend of the 14th. But um, I um, have a prior commitment in Little Rock with um, at a restaurant for St. Patrick's Day. I'm going up to do some barbecue for one of my customers. 
then the following weekend, I'm supposed to do um, help my friends at Borsign out at a contest because they've got a wedding going on that weekend, the weekend of the 21st. And I think the next KCBS contest I'm going to do is going to be um, Wind Creek, the 28th and 29th. And the following weekend, I'm probably looking at um, Q at the View in Gulfport, Mississippi, or going to Pleasant Hill, Missouri and cooking the uh, uh, OBR contest to benefit OBR that weekend. Um, so I, I'm wanting to try to cook two, at least two per month um, through September when the next Sam's Club Regional is. And uh, just to get some more practice um, and refine some techniques and that sort of thing. Because um, like I said, I've said all along with my wife, I said, our, our problem is is we don't cook enough. And um, I'm smart enough to know that if you're going to do this and you're going to be successful, you got to practice your craft as you do with anything. No doubt about it. And, uh, um, that's what I plan to do is I plan to practice. And and I'm you know a very driven person. If I set my mind to something, you know, I'm going to go all in. And um, you know, I'm pretty much right now. I think I'm going to be all in on barbecue for a while. Um, I like to eat. I like to cook. And uh, do a lot of charity events. Um, you know, on the coast, um, you know, I've done some stuff and been approached about some other things. I've got some uh, other friends that um, they do charity work, charity events two or three times a month and have asked me to fit with them some. But, you know, the thing is with me, it boils the time. I'm, I'm a traveling sales rep. I cover six states and um, I stay very busy. And, uh, but barbecue's fun and um, I like it. And, uh, you know, my main thing is I had rather be consistently, um, you know, that's kind of my, my drive. I want to be consistent. I don't want to have a really good brisket score and then bomb port. I want to try to have all of them right there together if at all possible. Um, I use the same um, glaze on everything. Um, and uh, it's proven to work for me right now. No doubt about so, it. Um, Patrick, we'll see how it goes. Patrick Banks uh, just won the Daphne Alabama Sam's Club local qualifying event this past weekend. And uh, aside from doing some things in the middle, we'll be moving on to that regional final in South Maven, Mississippi on October 8th. Uh, Patrick, apologize for the uh, communication errors there on the front side of the thing, but uh, really appreciate the rest of the segment. Thanks for doing it tonight. All right, man. Anytime. All right. Thanks so much. There he is. That, that was really Patrick Banks. I'm not sure who the other imposter was. But look, that's uh, I tell you. Watch the show live. It's better live. Why? Because you could have heard me call a number and have a guy step in for Patrick Banks who wasn't Patrick Banks. I was just passing it off. Yeah, man. Just we're friends. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Uh, gang, do you hate standing near the hot grill waiting for your food? Let iGrill take care of it. The iGrill 2, the iGrill Mini. The Bluetooth, uh, regular eye grill, grilling thermometers working with your iOS device to let you know when your food is perfectly cooked from up to 150 feet away. They magnetically mount to your grill or smoker and come packed with pretty awesome features like graphing, minimum and maximum temperature settings, and custom alarms. The powerful yet compact single probe eye grill mini comes complete with proximity wake-up and LED temperature indicators that go through a range of color-based on doneness, red lets you know that your food has reached its target temperature, while green and yellow and orange show its progress on the way up. Get your own for just $39.99 at iDevicesInc.com and at select low stores. The iGrill 2 bigger and badder with a fully illuminated display and four probes for maximum temperature tracking. 
Shipping in May. Pre-order now. Call iGrill. Uh, I'm sorry. Get your iGrill 2 right now. It's $99.99 today. Get free shipping for your order of $50 or more at iDevicesInc.com. That's iDevicesInc.com. Follow iGrill on Facebook for exclusive offers and barbecue updates as well. That's uh, $39.99 for the iGrill Mini, $99.99 for the iGrill 2, and uh, $79.99 for, uh, yeah, for the regular iGrill. iDevicesInc.com. We're back to wrap up the first hour right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, we're back. Uh, Very quick segment here. All right, we have to uh, regroup. I'm not sure exactly uh, what happened. If you missed it, I was calling what I thought was Patrick Banks. There was a typo in the phone number, and the guy, a guy, answered the phone, and hilarity ensued. You can't make it up. As somebody said in the chat room, this is stuff you can't make up. This really happens on live Internet's radio. All right, I'm going to pour me another fine iced tea. Uh, I suggest you libation up for the second hour as we have a great second hour planned. You are listening and watching the Barbecue Central show right here on the Barbecue Central Networks. Stick around. We'll be right back. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Fine, how's it going? <laughs> you have a great show, I'm a big fan. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish, what? We ate 54 wieners. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Ooh. Top men. All right, just like that, we are back into the second hour. Wow. I got to go back through the uh, chat room here real quick. So uh, you have, well, we have the issue of, well, what we thought the issue was of, you know, bad phone connection. So then, oh, it's time for Clint to call in and Clint's saying that I scare him and uh, awful actually. Plus, he's got a gambling problem. Clint, I do not have a gambling problem. You do. I just lose and you win a lot. Uh, Harry Carey left. Greg, not as scary. And then we realize that uh, the guy I was talking to wasn't the guy I was supposed to be talking to at all. 
which uh, gets Adam Pace to say, F and Priceless, Blake Moody, this is too funny, imposter, Clint Cantwell, awesome, Adam Pace, wow, you can't make this stuff up. Call the other guy back. That's what I'm talking. Call the other guy. I tell you, uh, you know, who should call back or who should have a phone call with who. Let me tell you who. Greg, this is your mother calling. Who is that man on the phone? Who is that man on the phone pretending to be Patrick Banks? Look, sir, we all knew it was a joke and that you were joking. It's not funny. My son is trying to put on a quality barbecue show, and your hijinks are not welcome here. You should be shameful of yourself and stop it being ridiculous on the... Give me your phone. You're not allowed to do it anymore, and I don't want to hear about it ever again. Now leave my son's show alone, and thank you. All right, mom weighing in tonight, really letting that guy have it. Look, I'm telling you, uh, you know, as, as far as you usually demure as my mom is, you get on the wrong side of her by making fun of me or making me look like a fool, she's going to give it to you with both barrels, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so that's what happened at the uh, end of the last hour. Imposters running amok. Uh, still to come on the show tonight, Michael O'Donnell from uh, Cave Tools and Gary Lee Park Jr. from Two Smoking White Boys on the Facebook Holler Out. Coming up on the show next week is, I don't know, because I don't have my calendar up because I'm not prepared. Uh, we're at the fourth. We have, of course, the second Tuesday of every month brings Meathead to the show. Meathead. Meathead's in. And uh, we'll also have uh, back on the show for a second time the uh, president of Cook Shack, Stuart Powell, will be in as well. I'm sure there's uh, some type of competition or whatever that will take place that I'll be filling in with uh, more topical stuff. But that's what you have locked and loaded in for uh, the show coming next week. Uh, 2014 Sam's Club Series, as we know, rolled into Daphne, Alabama this past weekend. This was a local qualifying event. Seeing the top six teams move on to the, as I affectionately refer to it as the South Maven Mississippi Regional Final, which will take place on October 8th. Uh, the top six teams moving on to the final, as we know, the grand champion who we just talked to, Booty Q, Patrick Banks, coming in second place, Fire Dancer Barbecue, or Reserve Grand Champion, as we say here in the States. Third, uh, coming in the third place, as I try to reload my chat room. Uh, Wink's Barbecue, uh, the Blue Bloods came in fourth. Matt Barber and Hot Wachula's fifth place, rounding out top six. Cajun Blaze. So those six teams will be moving on to the regional final October 8th. So quite a chunk of change from now. Uh, the next Sam's event this coming weekend, March 7th, in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Good luck to all of those teams competing. And just for sake of funs and giggles, let's take a look at the KCBS Top 5 Teams. Number one, and I believe on the heels of two grand championships in a row, Burnin' and Luton. Donnie Bray, Warren County Pork Chopper, second place. 
Ridge Root Boys Barbecue, third, Bowling Over Pigs, fourth, and Mad Barber Hot Wachulas in fifth place. Here's an interesting fun fact as we flip pages over to the Florida Barbecue Association, top five, Jim Elser, Sweet Smoke Q, leaderboard. Hey, look at this guy, fifth in KCBS, second in FBA, Mad Barber Hot Wachulas ranking on both. Very impressive, man. Good for you. A Big Papa's Country Kitchen third, Swap Boys Barbecue fourth, and Get Our Smoked fifth. Those are your FBA top five teams. Sylvie, I can only interview so many people on so many nights for crying out loud. I apologize. I have a bias against the West Coast. I'm just kidding. Sooner, have them win another one. I swear to God, I'll get them right up. And then, of course, as we know, when it comes time for the second hour, you know I'm probably going to be going off the board a little bit. And this week is no different. I want you to sit back, relax, and listen to... Well, the headline reads, Man has sex with cow covered in jello. So it is barbecue-related because, you know, it's a cow. But uh, this is, uh, you know, something else. Parents at a Farmington school district are in shock over charges filed against a former school worker. A computer tech for the Farmington school system was arrested for trying to perform a sex act on a cow while another man was shooting video. Can't make it up. News ace Bob Wilson's been piecing together this bizarre story. <laughs> He's live in Hartford tonight with the latest. Bob? Yeah, that's right. You can't make a story like this up. Two men are in jail, one cow is dead, and three cars are totaled. Now, when we arrived, one of the men was actively having sex with the cow. His friend, who was videotaping the act, took off as soon as he seen us arrive. Now, we can't show you that video because the man was naked and covered in jello. However, we can show you the video of the aftermath. At about 4 a.m. this morning, the cow took off onto Highway 1039 where it struck three vehicles. Two of those drivers were rushed to nearby hospitals. Police say that they've arrested 31-year-old Reed Fortin and 33-year-old Michael Jones for the sexual acts to the cow. We're going to have more on this as the story develops later on tonight. All right, so first of all, I read, I saw that and I was like, it's gold. Gold! And then I was like... Can't make it up. News 8's Bob Wilson's been piecing together yeah. this bizarre News story. News 8 Bob He's Wilson. live in Hartford tonight with the latest. Now, here's Bob. the problem. Yeah, that's right. You can't make it. All right. I'm going to stop uh, Bob Wilson here just for a sec. Um, after I was so happy to have found this and share it with everybody, because who doesn't love to hear about a guy having sex with cows covered in jello? I'm like... Is there any way that this could be a ruse? Because now let's start dissecting it. Listen to this guy talk. Like, really listen to this guy talk for a second. A story like this up. Two men are in jail, one cow is dead, and three cars are totaled. Now, when we arrived, one of the men was actively having sex with the cow. His friend, who was videotaping the act, took off as soon as he seen us arrive. Now, we can't show you that video. Okay, did anybody catch that? As soon as he what? I'll show you that video because the man was naked and covered in jello. However, we can show you the video of the aftermath. Oh, sorry. His friend who was videotaping the act. You can't make a story like this up. Two right. men are in jail, one cow is dead, and three cars are totaled. Now, when we arrived, one of the men was actively having sex with the cow. His friend who was videotaping the act took off as soon as he seen us arrive. Now, we can't show His other friend took off as soon as he seen us arrive. As soon as he seen us arrive? Hmm. All right, we'll continue. 
show you that video because the man was naked and covered in jello. The man was naked. Naked. All right. However, we can show you the video of the aftermath. At about 4 a.m. this morning, the cow took off onto Highway 1039 where it struck three vehicles. Two of those drivers were rushed to nearby hospitals. Police say that they've arrested 31-year-old Reed Fortin. Reed Fortin. Of course, Reed Fortin's uh, real last name is Reed Fontaine. Reed Fortin. And 33-year-old Michael Jones for the sexual acts to the cow. We're going to have more on this as the story develops later on tonight. Wow. Parents at a Farmington school district. All right, that's enough. I want to say cheers to whoever did that. Cheers. Cheers to you for... uh, All right. Trying to get out of the screen for crying out loud. Look, if it's one thing I know is this. If you are a broadcasting professional, professional, you don't end ING sentences with running. You don't say seen us arrive. You would say he took off when he saw us arrive. However, the guy played it straight and people were having sex with cows and the people were covered in jelly. Yes! All day long. I love everything about it. Love everything about it. Uh, Michael O'Donnell coming up here out of the break. Here we go, gang. If you're like me, always trying to think of ways to step up the barbecue and grilling game up. Right. No better or easier way than by Butcher Barbecue. Adding that to the arsenal will help you do that. Uh, We all know Butcher's Barbecue, well-known for the pork injection, the beef injection, the prime injection, the bird booster. You know, that prime injection has combined all the things loved with their beef injection using its award-winning flavor enhancer, its ability to keep your brisket juicy, combined it with what has become the competition standard in beef flavor. Available for sale right now on ButcherBBQ.com, along with all their other injections, all right there, ready to go. If you're looking for the go-to rubs and sauces, you have found it here as well. Butcher Barbecue, a full line of award-winning rubs. One of my personal favorites is that steak and brisket rub. Of course, I love the honey rub to the tune of five-pound bags at a time. And if you use premium rub, use it when you use the injection of butchers because it's formulated to work with that injection, a perfect one-two punch to impress judges and friends alike. Last but not least, that sweet barbecue sauce. When it comes to sauce, I'm as picky as it gets. I'm going to admit it right now. Butcher Sweet Sauce wins in every category for me. Not overly sweet. A nice slice of tang, just the right amount of back-end heat. And for crying out loud, no liquid smoke. Dave took the time and effort to make a quality sauce. and didn't take the easy way out like a lot of those other bigger, smaller, medium-sized manufacturers do. Uh, grab a box of six. It's going to go fast. No worries about breaking the bank when it comes to shipping either. Anything totaling up to 55 bucks ships at $8.50. Between 55 and 200 ships at $9.75. And anything over $200 ships for free. So head on over to ButcherBBQ.com and stock up now. Best value, of course. Get above $200 so you get the free shipping. And you can do it very easily because all the products are good. You should just buy one of each or two of each. Dave will thank you. I will thank you. Uh, Again, head on over to ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. Always trust your butcher. We're back with Michael O'Donnell right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back.
Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. And I gotta say, I'm completely confused on what the hell I did. I I reloaded all different music for tonight's show, and it's the same as last week. What the hell is going on over here? Damn, kids. All right, uh, Central Lights, look. There are items no pitmaster should be without. The very essential items that help you make look, uh, that help you make look, my God. First time with a new mouth as well. They help you make you look like a star when you're fighting open flame, preparing these succulent dishes for family and friends alike. Uh, my next guest tonight has a line of items he'll be talking about, so let's go ahead and head on over to the hotline and welcome from Cave Tools, Michael O'Donnell joining me here on the show. Michael, how are you, bud? Hey, Greg, how's it going? I'm doing absolutely fabulous. I'm not sure exactly what happened with my music tonight, but that's a story for a different day. Uh, Mike, you know, maybe a little background about yourself here before we get into the uh, the products and the whole website and so forth. Are you somebody that has uh, always been around the barbecue, around the grill? Is it something that you just kind of saw business opportunity in? Where are you at on that? Yeah, I mean, I definitely come from the business aspect of barbecue. Um, I'm a Penn State graduate, started my uh, first company, a marketing agency, when I was 22. And uh, for me, you know, mar- running the marketing agency is a great, uh, great company. We provide a lot of value to our customers. But I really wanted to get into physical products. And, you know, I'm super passionate about uh, barbecue and grilling. So I decided to start Cave Tools. Uh, Last year in May is when we uh, launched our first product line. And that website, by the way, is mycavetools.com if you want to check it out, like mymycavetools.com while we're talking. Uh, Michael, you know, from an outsider's perspective, that being me, it would seem that getting into the grilling and barbecue accessory market might be a little counterproductive. And I guess what I mean by that is there already seems to be at least 158 billion items to choose from. What did you see missing or lacking in the market that sparked your interest into moving forward? Yeah, uh, you know, we started out with our grill brush. That was our first product. And, you know, what I noticed in the grill brush was, you know, we do we do tons and tons of, uh, you know, customer feedback, reading negative reviews online before we ever launch a product. And with the grill brush, you know, people wanted a grill brush that had a 21 inch long handle so they wouldn't burn their hand when cleaning the grill. Uh, stainless steel bristles that are safe for, you know, porcelain enamel, cast iron stainless steel grill grates, uh, you know, the triangular design uh, so you could reach all areas of the grill. So. You know, we do a lot of research uh, before we launch our products. And then for us, we, we really base our company around the value added. Uh, you know, if you purchase one of our products, you get a complimentary copy of the Grillmasters Essential Barbecue Recipe Book. Um, that's actually something I wanted to give away for free to all the listeners now tonight. If you go to freebarbecuerecipebook.com, you can get your copy of the, grill bu- of the, uh, of the recipe book. And in the back, it actually has a 20% off coupon to our store for all the listeners tonight. All right, so uh, let me go ahead and link that up here in the chat room. Is it is it freebbqrecipebook.com? Freebarbecuerecipebook.com. Free, am I spelling out barbecue or is it BBQ? Yeah, B-A-R-B-E-C-U-E, recipe book. Free barbecue 
RecipeBook.com. All right. Uh, actually, one of you uh, tools in the uh, uh, chat room, go ahead and link that up for me. Don G, take it under command. Uh, FreeBarbecueRecipeBook.com. And then, as you said, a 20% off coupon in the back of the book, no less. Yep, that's uh, that's for the Cave Tools store online. Yeah, all right. So, so obviously a master marketer here. We're talking with Michael <laughs> O'Donnell from uh, Cave have Tools. An offer. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, MyCaveTools.com, the website. All right, so uh, aside from the grill brush, uh, Michael, maybe a, a little over, a high-level overview of the products that you have and, and what you think kind of sets these apart and, and makes them a good value in your position. Yeah, sure. Um, our second product, which is actually live right now, is our three-piece stainless steel grill set. Um, you know, with that product, we notice that a lot of people want a really durable grill set that they're not going to have to buy a new one in a couple years. Uh, the, you know, the market average stainless steel is normally 1.5 millimeters. We went with 1.8 millimeters, you know, make it stronger, make it 20% stronger than most of the other models out there. Uh, you know, you, you can see right there, the spatula has a bottle opener in it so you can keep your buzz going. Um, <laughs> we also have a, uh, in the next couple months, we have a lot of stuff coming out. So we have a digital cooking thermometer. Uh, that's a super quick read. Thermometer, four to six seconds, uh, very accurate. It's recalibratable, uh, stainless steel, so it's shatterproof, waterproof. That's going to be an excellent product. I'm really excited for that. And then we're about a month away from launching it, but we have a, a charcoal grill that combines into a vertical rotisserie grill. And I'm really happy with that product. It's actually 100% made in the USA uh, down to you know the little pieces of plastic or rubber on there. Everything is made in the USA, so very excited for that product as well. Are the uh, thermometers that you're looking at are they uh, also uh, domestically manufactured or uh, maybe here's here's a better answer. Aside from the the uh, cooker that's 100% US based, uh, are the other products also US made or are they uh, manufactured overseas? Yeah, um, when I started, uh, you know, like I said, I started with a grill brush. And I actually imported samples from China, and I sent them out all over the U.S. to different uh, industrial brush manufacturing plants, trying to see if we could be made in the U.S.A. And, you know, it really is a damn shame that we're, it's, it's almost impossible from a competitiveness standpoint. Yep. Um, so we do manufacture overseas in China for a couple of our other, other products. Um, but with that said, you know, we have a lot of different quality control processes in place to really make sure that you know we're not making cheap products our whole brand is around premium products that are built to last do you get any like internet blowback from people about where they're manufactured or do you find that uh, people talk a good game in public but when it comes time to buy they really don't care and uh, probably what pushes them towards one side or the other is the actual cost uh, bottom line um i think you know, there's there's very few uh, barbecue products that are out there that are made in the USA. It's just very difficult. So at the end of the day, yeah, people are pissed off, right? I mean, we want to support America. But at the same time, when it comes time to pull out your credit card, are you going to spend five or seven extra dollars to be made in the USA? I mean, you know, luckily for us, we were able to start overseas and now we get to employ more people in the USA that we may never have been able to do if we didn't start overseas. 
Michael O'Donnell joining me here on the show from Cave Tools, mycavetools.com, the website. And uh, don't forget, you can get a free copy of uh, the barbecue recipe book, freebarbecuerecipebook.com with a 20% coupon in the back of that as well to use in the store. Uh, Michael, do you have any products that are in retail outlets or are you just uh, online at this point? Yeah, right now we're about 90, 95% online sales. Um, we're in a, uh, a wholesale, we have a wholesale account down in, uh, Virginia and one in Florida, but that's it. So this summer we're really making a, a large push to get into retail. Um, just from a brand recognition standpoint, um, we're in a, a, a large auction out in Las Vegas coming up in May, which should have about 20,000, uh, distributors and retailers out there. So really trying to push to get into a little more of the retail market. If you uh, got into, let's say, a Costco or you know some other big chain store to really increase the exposure, and you have a buyer come to you or a distributor come to you, are you able to, to build out and accommodate for that, or would that take some time to, to meet a huge order? Um, obviously, in that standpoint or in that circumstance, you know, I would have to go out and raise funding. Um, you know, ordering inventory is expensive, especially when you need to hold it. Uh, you know, Shark Tank is one of my favorite shows on TV, so I watch that all the time. And with those large retail contracts, uh, I know there's a lot of risk associated with that, and it could tank the whole business. So at this point, you know, we're really looking for more of the, uh, you know, hearth and patio type of people, hardware stores, more smaller locally. And then as we grow as a company, you know, maybe another year from now or two years from now, I think that's definitely in the in the future for the company. Would you like to get on a Shark Tank? I mean, local celebrity and uh, former football player <laughs> Al Bubba Baker uh, got a, a a bidding war about boneless ribs. Uh, I saw you know, that episode. This is like you could flip his boneless ribs with your uh, with your grill set with a spatula, tongs, and fork, and you know other stuff. Would you like to get on that show? Uh, eventually, yeah, I get approached often uh, about that. And I just don't think we're there yet as a company. Um, within another year or two years from now, um, when we have a larger uh, variety of product lines, I think that's definitely uh, something that we would like to do. And I'd love to hang out with Mark Cuban. <laughs> yeah, who wouldn't? I'd like to hang out with his right. wallet and run away with it. Um, yeah. are, are there other products, aside from the ones that you'd mentioned, are there other products like down the line that you see uh, adding in a year from now or two years from now? Yeah, Um so we, you know, like I said, I started last summer in May and over this winter, we kind of got hit pretty hard with the seasonality aspect, right? Because we're, you know, barbecue only. So we're trying to expand a little more into, uh, cooking, uh, a couple more general cooking products and then, you know, uh, seasoning injectors, things like that, that sell like crazy during November, December. Uh, so we can really even out the business. So, uh, you know, we have a, a lot of product lines in the, in the works right now and uh, you know just looking forward to it especially with the summer coming we'll have a little bit more cash flow to work with to expand the business michael o'donnell joining me here on the show from cave tools uh, michael you ever thought about getting out like on a, a barbecue or grilling competitions or maybe ones that are even local to you to kind of set up shop or is that something that you've done to, to try and get the word out and at least get some exposure to the people that are in the industry you know, up until this point, I've been focused more on the business aspect of it. But, you know, listening to your show I'm, I'm, and I'm just starting to get more and more into barbecue culture. Uh, so we, you know, we've talked, we've reached out to quite a few barbecue teams. We had uh, somebody from the Kansas City Barbecue Society contacted us the other day. 
uh, the Susquehanna Blue Smoke barbecue team. So for me, this summer, I'm looking forward to attending barbecue competitions and really learning um, more about barbecue itself and how to become a, a you know a really good cook um, because you know that's that's not my background. So I'd like to expose myself to that more this summer. I had some charcoal guys on last week, and I want to ask you the same question that I asked them. You know, obviously, you've put a lot of hard work into this business uh, just in the short time you've been in it. You know, is the goal really to build it out and continue to do the uh, the whole branding and product thing, kind of build that empire? And, and do you secretly hope that maybe a bigger company might come, pull out a checkbook and, and stroke you a check so you can walk away? You know, at this point right now, we're really just focused on building the brand. We're getting a lot of uh, a lot of loyalty from our customers with people buying five, six products at a time and sending them to their friends. So we're really building that community right now. Uh, as a business person, yeah, I mean, that's your payday, right? So we'll see what happens down the line. But right now, I mean, we're just focused on building a, you know, a kick-ass barbecue brand. If I offered you $5 million to be tipped over in a porta potty covered in poop, and become a quadriplegic, would you take that money? If I offered you $5 million to fuck a cow covered in jelly, would you do it? No. <laughs> I mean, yes. Of course I would. That was a ruse, though, right? Of course I would. That, was the sto- that story was about me. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, Michael Donald joining me here on the show. Um, Mike, what's your favorite? I'm going to kind of diverge here a little bit, but you know, when you're outside and you're cooking, what I mean, what's some of the favorite stuff you like to cook outside? I I could eat steak every day and be a happy man. Um, you know, when I first kind of started my passion for grilling and then eventually barbecue, I, I was living in Montreal in 2012 for six months, and I live right down the street from a butcher, and I was there. I had to be there four or five times a week picking up steaks and grilling them. <laughs> Um, and you know, I, I kind of rebranded myself as Michael medium rare O'Donnell. Uh, so yeah, I'm a, I'm a steak guy through and through. Uh, but you know, I love ribs. I love, you know, I'm a meat eater, right? I'm not, I'm not really a vegetable guy. Yeah. Meat and potatoes. Um, so when it comes to the fuel on a cooker, are you charcoal guy? Are you gas guy? Are you wood only guy? Are you a mixture of everything? And you know, whatever you got to cook in front of you, you'll use or what? Uh, I, you know, we, I have a propane grill, gas grill, um, but I also have a charcoal grill and I, I love cooking over lump charcoal. Um, you know, it's just, yeah, I, I don't know. Each, each has its own, uh, benefits, I guess. If you're, if you're going quick, uh, you know, I'll probably use a propane grill. If I have a little more time on my hands and then, yeah, we'll use the charcoal. Do you think, and, and this is the, uh, argument that seems to rage on for the last six or seven hundred years, so why not uh, get your take on it as well? Do you think that the terms barbecue and grilling are mutually exclusive terms, or do you think that they're kind of all one and the same? Definitely, uh, I I forget what mutually exclusive. They're they're two different terms. Uh, you know, grilling is uh, you know cooking it over the fire, and, and in, in my understanding, I consider barbecue and including all the smoking aspect and and the different rubs and everything that you do in in that sense i mean like i said i'm trying to immerse myself into barbecue culture as it is now so i'm learning every day um but you know don't quote me on that but that's how i see it well i don't think there's a right or wrong answer anymore and i was uh, a, a person who was very laser focused on 
barbecue being one way and, and grilling being another way, and then over the years of the show and having many arguments with a guy named Meathead out in Cal- or out in, Cal- out in Chicago, I've kind of swung around to this term uh, outdoor live fire cooking and just kind of throw everything into that basket and, and live with it that way instead of, you know, I guess uh, I, I don't want to be a snob. Right, I, I want to be all inclusive, and I want to bring everybody in. And the more people that I bring in, the better for you, the better people for me. That like your products, better for me. I mean, it, we're all kind of living in this barbecue and grilling circle. So why would we want to piss anybody off and be like, ah, they're like the wine people? I mean, we don't need that, right? Yeah, I don't get caught up in that shit, right? Whatever, whatever you want to call it, call it. Whatever boats your float, right, Greg? Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, Michael O'Donnell joining me here on the show. He is the founder of uh, Cave Tools. You can find them, of course, at mycavetools.com. Don't forget, if you go to this website, freebarbecuerecipebook.com, you can uh, get the free recipe book. Also, 20% off coupon at the back to use at the store. Uh, Michael, before I uh, let you go tonight, anything else I can uh, let you promote or, or get out there to the Central Lights? I, you know, I'm just, I'm happy that, uh, you know, our general customer base right now is more the, uh, you know, the general population. So I'm happy to be on the show. Thank you very much. I look at these people as, you know, your view, your listener base as power users. They're the real people that the more we can get our products into their hands, uh, the more feedback we can get from them and the better we can make our products. Uh, so that's kind of our constant goal is to, you know, improve our products, improve our customer services as much as we can. Mike, man, really appreciate the time tonight. Continued success with the products, and uh, thanks so much for coming out. Sounds good, Greg. Thanks. You got it. There he is. Michael O'Donnell, Cave Tools. MyCaveTools.com. And hey, uh, as someone who had a uh, small background in like stainless steel and stuff like that, uh, you know, when you upgrade into thickness, you know, a little more cost, but look. What's the deal? Uh, do you want something? And here's, I agree with him on, you know, paying for a little bit more upfront or, or making a quality product that's going to last a little bit longer. Uh, you can go into, you know, Tom, Dick, and Harry's grill barbecue store or the big box stores and grab a grill brush for, you know, $7. Or you can pay double or triple that amount. Uh, you know, personally, uh, I go to my restaurant supply store, I buy a broiler brush. And uh, paid twenty five bucks for it, and I had it for three years before I had to replace. It. When I was buying the ones that uh, Weber would give you, you know, you're paying, you're replacing them three or four times during the course of a summer. Uh, you know, ultimately, that's just as much. That's just as much, if not more, because you're factoring gas and your time in line. How much is your time worth? Yeah, I'm here. Spend a little. What's the one? What's rule four of the show? Buy the best and only cry once. Words to live by in a lot of kids. And I don't think there's any more industry where that holds true than the barbecue and grilling industry. I mean, you can you know buy a less expensive car and still get a lot of value and a lot of life out of it. You can buy you know a lesser quality oven or stove or whatever and still get a lot of. But if you cheap out on a lot of stuff in the barbecue world, performance will be affected in the negative or the positive. So really, make sure that you are uh, allotting your dollars properly within this industry so you're not ever turned off by a bad result for credit. Give me a break. 
All right. Uh, when we come out of the break, Gary Lee Park Jr. will help me close the show out. Uh, before we do that, we'll talk about the longest-running sponsor of the show, the Barbecue Guru. I'm misreading that. Uh, located in Warminster, Pennsylvania, thinking about automatic pit temperature control devices? I know you are. Why not consider only the Barbecue Guru? They created this technology. Why would you buy it from anybody else? Don't know. Uh, I don't like to talk about specific details on how this thing's run because I could talk about it for five hours. But imagine a product that allows you to set your pit temperature. And once set, it keeps it running at that set temperature all the way through the cook. Sound too good to be true? It's not. This is real-life technology available to you today. Take advantage of it. Maybe you're a busy working professional. Perhaps you're constantly on the run with kids doing errands. And quite frankly, you just don't have the time to set around in 10 pit temperatures. I get it. That's me. Barbecue Guru allows you to throw your pork butt or brisket or a couple slabs of ribs on the cooker, and you're off to do whatever it is you need to get done. Barbecue Guru maintains the pit temperature you set it at. There are currently a number of different models to choose from. Some of the more popular ones, CyberQ Wi-Fi, uh, CyberQ 2, the uh, Party Q, of course, starting at $129. Look, for that amount of money, easiest point of entry when it comes to automatic pit temperature control devices, runs on AA batteries, you can move it. From one cooker to the next, the hooker or the uh, night walker of automatic pit temperature control devices. Of course, if you're in the market for a cooker, look no further than the Onyx Oven. Winning on the competition circuit, winning in the backyards all over this fine country of ours and internationally. It's fully insulated, holds a ton of meat, accommodates half and full pans for food service, works seamlessly with any barbecue guru pit temperature control device. So do yourself a favor. Head on over to the barbecue guru, thebbqguru.com. And check out all of their products. If you have any questions about what to order, call them directly, 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. They'll make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. Again, 800-288-GURU or thebbqguru.com, the barbecue guru. A breakthrough in barbecue technology, by the way, from what I, uh, from all accounts, and Bob Trudnack will be on the show in short order to talk about it, the uh, first annual Shotgun Fred Barbecue Contest, a rousing success. Congratulations to David Qualls and the American Dream Barbecue team for uh, taking grand champion on that one, but uh, more importantly, celebrating uh, Fred Perkle's life and uh, legacy in the barbecue community. So I uh, can't wait to talk to Bob about that and get the recap. All right, we're uh, back with two smoking white boys. White boys. Right after this, stick around. We'll be right back. Name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, I realized what I did. Uh, I did technically change the music. I just didn't load it over from the set list into the live action. <laughs> but next week it will be, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, boy. If it was only just me. Oh, wait, it only is me. 
877-448-0433. That's the uh, number if you want to get a hold of me. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. That is the email address if you want to get a hold of me. Uh, helping me close the show tonight. Uh, sometimes, look, you have guests that back out on you uh, when you least expect it. So what does any good host do? He turns to the worldwide Internet and asks the social media to sell him on why someone should come on this show to help him be entertaining. And by him, I mean me, and by someone, I mean a man who will be defending his championship barbecue belt on the 15th of this month in the city of uh, Bernadina Beach. Let's go ahead and race over the hotline and welcome first time to the show, the pitmaster of two smoking white boys, Gary Lee Park Jr. joining me here on the show. Gary, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great, Greg. How are you doing? I'm doing absolutely fabulous, man. Really appreciate you joining me tonight in kind of short order. Um, yes, sir. You know, but look, for anyone who has a WWF-style belt <laughs> throwback to the NWA, the WCW, sure. whatever, I mean, they got a leg up on the competition right off the bat. I mean, that's a handsome-looking belt. Yes, it's definitely different uh, trophy that Jay, you know, Jay get, uh, gives out out there. Um, you know, your, your most common trophy being your upright. Um, but, uh, yes, it's definitely unique. Uh, and this year... Uh, a lot of people are coming after me, uh, you know, get, trying to get developed from me. So it's going to be exciting. A lot of my friends who are, uh, you know, they're Tampa teams also. Um, Blake is one of them, Torres too. Uh, he's going to be there. So we're all shooting for the belt again this year. Uh, it's going to be a little bit different. Um, Jay actually is going to do baby backs and spare ribs this time. So uh, the format's the same, but he's adding another category. So we'll see what happens. Do you have a personal preference of what you like to cook? Do you like to cook the baby backs? Do you like to cook the spares? Do either intimidate you? Uh, neither one really intimidate me, but I like the spare ribs better. Uh, obviously, St. Louis cut the spare rib, I think, is the most common. Um, trimmed down, looking really nice. Uh, honestly, I've never done baby backs in competition. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> do you? Now, ha- I did practice a little bit. I was going to say, so, have um, you have you yeah. been refining the uh, the refining the baby back uh, cooking scheme? I'm sorry, what was that? I said, have you been refining the baby back cooking scheme? I I have, um, but uh, I've cooked it actually on something different, uh, and I think I'll have to take that with me since I've been cooking. You know, I also have a restaurant, so I've been doing a little practice in there as well. I try to keep some of those. Uh, to myself, uh, whoever's listening is going to find out. But yeah, I practice quite a bit actually. So <laughs> I try to keep that under my hat, though. Uh, Gary Lee Park joining me here on the show, a junior. And uh, Gary, maybe a little background about how you got in the whole competition scene. Yes, sir. Um, you know, I've always enjoyed grilling and all as, as you know, growing up. And around 2005, 2006, uh, I pretty much. Believe it or not, I just, that's when I first got my, my first smoker, just a homemade reverse flow, what I call a Georgia reverse flow smoker, kind of like a lane smoker design, um, and really started kind of selling barbecue on the corner. Um, it was a, became a passion for me. Um, and around, oh, 2009, I formed a team uh, to smoke the white boys, me and my buddy Johnny at that time. Um, he lives up in South Carolina, and... We pretty much we did our first competition in 2009, and from ever since you know, since then, it's a passion. I love it, um, and I actually have a restaurant now, so a barbecue restaurant for almost two years. So April 30th to be two years. So it's very uh, definitely a passion of mine. I love it, um, and hopefully I'll die doing it. So 
How do you come up with two smoking white boys as a team name? Did you have? Was there a? Did you need a delineator like that? Believe it or not, we did a fall festival in Estill, South Carolina, um, and my, at that time, Johnny, who I went up there and helped him, my buddy, that was part of my team. Uh, we were doing a fall festival, and we were actually doing a lot of ribs there, cooking and selling and, and feeding him. The, the DJ that was doing the street party was his, the buddy of his. He came up, and he was a black gentleman. And uh, at the end of the day, he said, boy, y'all some two smoking white boys. And when we decided to form a team, the name kind of stuck. So we uh, decided to go with it. Easy enough. Uh, sounds like a, a great name anyway. Gary Lee Park Jr. joining me here on the show. Uh, Gary, what do you find most enjoyable about competing? And I guess on the flip side of that, what do you find most frustrating? Well, I think the most enjoyable to me is the camaraderie. Um, I love the, the people. They're, they're so great. Um, they're helpful. Yeah, we are definitely competitors. But when it comes down to it, I will reach over and help and back and forth. It doesn't matter. Um, we'll help each other out. Um, if you, I mean, with anything, it doesn't matter. I think we'll go as far as trying to give out, you know, exactly the secrets and the, and the techniques and tips that we actually use. But I love the camaraderie of it, the friendships, the people that I've met. got some great friends that can do anything for us and, um, and not do anything for them. Um, but, uh, um, I think that's the most thing I most enjoy. And I love about it. I do. I like to do charity stuff. I like to give back. Um, I don't even really ask anything. I love to give my time uh, to, to help great, you know, benefit organizations that need it. I love, I, I'll go give my time anytime in my cookers and uh, do what I can for them. Uh, Gary, how do you learn to build flavor profiles you somebody that went out and took uh, barbecue classes and stuff like that or has it been a a trial and error type of a deal for you um both um definitely trial and error um to build a flavor profile and, and also uh classes i've actually taken some of uh rub bagby swamp boys um stumps um i did one of his um the fun cook down in claremont florida they kind of <clears throat> go over a, a do a little class for you um, but I think it's just a, just really just time and taking years of experience of doing it. You know, to you build a flavor profile that you really like, and if you compete, something that hits. And and and, but I do think that that changes a little bit. Um, I think there's something that's popular that comes out, whether it be a sauce, um, and uh, uh, you know, eventually those change, and you just kind of kind of go with the flow with it. In my opinion. All right, so I'm going to switch gears here just a little bit. But you also have—is it a—is it a barbecue restaurant or is it a, is it a catering business? It's a barbecue restaurant. All right. I mean, I cater from it also, but it's a—it's an actual restaurant. It's called Cheese Slow Smoke Barbecue, just south of Jacksonville, Florida, in Clay County. How as someone who is a competitor on the barbecue circuit, someone who is yes, in sir. the barbecue restaurant business, how much does your competition barbecue differ from what you're serving in the restaurant? Well, believe it or not, not very much. Really? <laughs> not very much. I, <laughs> the barbecue that we serve is very close to what I would almost put out there. Believe it or not, some of the brisket that we, we cook, I would put in a competition. Wow. We got some of the probably best barbecue in North Florida and probably in Florida there is. Um, and when customers come, they can't believe it, the, 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 how good the food is. I'm very attention to detail. Um, I'm very picky. 
the way I'm a very temperature um, control. I actually use thermal pins in the restaurant to check my temperatures before I pull my meat off my cookers in the morning. Um, you know, uh, it's very critical to me. And the way I the way I apply the rub and the seasoning and do and the steps and the process I use it, I think it's a lot different. That's what separates me in the restaurant from, say, your Sunny's uh, barbecue, a Bono's barbecue. I'm not too familiar with those. They're not down here. Um, uh, any type of commercial um, barbecue chain, I, I'm, I'm just I'm pretty much a, um, a very specialized uh, barbecue. So um, very small, very small. Um, but we, we carry I carry good products and good sides, and I think that makes all the difference. You know, as someone who was always kind of marveled at the people that are successful, especially in the barbecue restaurant business. It would seem mm-hmm. to me that uh, you're kind of in this constant state of, of fighting the battle of peak and valley where, you know, I imagine when the cooker or the food's coming off the cooker and maybe even for a good little bit after it tastes best, it's fresh, it's hot. And then there's that kind of uh, flux time where maybe it's not as busy, so you might be running into longer holds, and obviously there is the potential for quality to decrease after that long. How are you fighting that battle to make sure that, you know, the person getting that first slice of brisket uh, and the person that comes in a couple hours later is, is getting the same quality food? That's got to be a tough battle to fight. You know you know what, Greg, you're spot on. That is, you, I mean, I can't believe you asked that question because I tell you how I fight it. I cook food. My food's fresh every day. When I run out, I close my doors. Oh, now that's, that's what how, I'm talking that's about. How I fight it. Yes, that's, sir. That's right. You, I mean, what you just said makes all the sense because I do worry. I worry about my freshest brisket coming off to the customer that wants the brisket. So I've been holding the brisket for three or four hours, or maybe even longer, a little bit, for that customer comes in at six thirty. You know, we close at eight. Comes in at six thirty. Wants brisket. And I'm thinking, oh man, I hope that brisket. But I think the, the way we do it in the process, and I cook it fresh. I never hold anything over a day, over a day. Once it's over a day, I don't, I don't serve it. So I'm very critical. That's why I cook a, a certain amount. I know that seems kind of crazy, but I'm the kind of old school barbecue that when you see a line come through and, it, and you're out of food, I pretty much close the doors. So, but I've got it down to a system now that I'm not going to be out at four or five p.m. if I'm closing at eight. I do get hair, sick, hairy around six thirty to seven. I can definitely be out of one of my meats at that time. Pork, not so much because pork, as you know, you can hold pork much a lot longer. I think you could, or you know, rib and chicken before they really yep. start to, in my opinion, kind of dry out a little bit, and, and you just lose a little bit out, you know, there. So, but I'm very critical on that. So. It seems to me that, you know, especially if you look at the tes- uh, the Texas restaurants, the most yes, successful sir. Texas restaurants are ones that cook their meat up front and then the doors fly open and it's as good as until it runs out and then those doors are closed. you got to come back in line tomorrow if you didn't make it. I mean, I think that's a great idea. That's what I would do if I did barbecue here in Cleveland, but that would be yes, a losing prospect here because, of course, it snows seven months out of the year, damn it. Right. Nevertheless, right. Um, do you think that the the competition side of things helps your business at all, or, or do they kind of uh, remain uh, separate from each other? No, it helps very much, and the reason it does, I, for me, I'm very personal. Um, I'm also a very humble person, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> I've been I've been pulled out of here the past two months with this cook off coming up because all my buddies are put, you know poking at me about coming shooting for the belt. But but to get back to your question. Um, no, it helps very much for me because my customers are like my friends also. 
the, that patronize there. And the first thing, when they know that we do a competition, so they're always asking when we get back or, Carrie, how's y'all do? What's going on? Or if we bring trophies home, my, my hut, what I call the barbecue hut, I got all my trophies and banners up in there. So people love coming in and see it if they see it. Sometimes I'll call from a competition on Saturdays because usually you get results, say, at 5, 5.30 you know, p.m. Once I do, I'll literally call back to the restaurant if we've, well, if we've fared well, I'm Lord willing, let people know and people in there cheer. So it's great. It's a, it's a win-win for me. We love doing it. It brings a lot of recognition. And like I said, I, I love to give back. But it's for us, it's, uh, to me, it's, you, can't, you can't be a better partner you know, with competitions and the restaurant that we have. Between the restaurant, and I imagine that does probably take up a good amount of time during the course of the day, how many competitions yes, are you able to fit in during the course of the year, or, or, or is there a certain amount of competitions you try and hit during the course of the year? Well, uh, we do kind of pick and choose a little bit. Um, we, we definitely try to do the local ones um, as much as we can, but you're right. The restaurant, obviously, is going gonna, gonna to take precedence over anything. Um, that, that will always come first. That being said, the restaurant... Fortunately, helps pay for you know, our, our, our cook-offs. So it, it's hard to say exactly how many that we do through the year, but I can easily say we probably do three to five a year. Um, I'd love to do more. I'd like to do like at least once a month, but um, and it eventually it's going to get to that point. But um, we kind of pick and choose a little bit, really. Um, the ones we like to do, like I said, I almost do all the local ones I can, the front of each. You know, the, the Great Southern Tailgate Cook-Off is a KCBS asset in Fernandina. Also, the Going Coastal is a Georgia Barbecue Association, GBA. That's also in Fernandina, so we, we, we'll do those. That's one of the ones that Jay Robertson put on the rear cook-off. The butts and brisket cook-off he does, we'll, we'll probably do. Um, the small ones around here that we try to get. Oh, and believe it or not, I don't know if you know Brad Orson with the Shed Barbecue. Yeah, I, I think I know. Mine. Yeah. Yeah, he's a friend of mine. He wants me to go help him in Memphis in May. I don't know if I'll make the trip yet. I haven't fully decided. Um, he was down here a little bit promoting his barbecue sauce through the Winn Dixie, and, and I was cooking, help him do some food, and you know, get him some food here. Um, so um, that's one I've never done. I'm not really an MBN guy. Um, I did do the Big Pig Chicken back in Georgia, um, and we did we actually did pretty well there a couple years ago. Um, but other than that. Um, you know, three, four, five, maybe six a year that we'll do. The smoking on the swine we'll do. Um, that's a good one. Um, and a few of the other good ones, rather smoking flamingo in Jacksonville. That's a new one. That's a really good one. Um, so we definitely will hit those. Gary Lee Park Jr., pitmaster of two smoking white boys. Check him out as he tries to defend his belt on March 15th. Uh, Gary, man, really appreciate the conversation tonight. Thanks so much for filling in for me and uh, continued success to you. Thank you, Greg, so much. And if I could, real quick, um, I'd just like to send the condolences to Joby, um, Stan Land, and his family. Um, I think think you knew him. Yes, sir. Yep. So, yeah, I definitely, you know, just found out earlier that he had passed away. So, um, like, you know, giving condolences to his, to his family as well. And shout out to Blake, David, you know, Pig and a Pokey, Tony, my buddy, Bones 11. Um, and um, I really appreciate the opportunity, um, you know, to be on your show, my friend. All right, Gary. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll look for you again soon. Thank you, Greg. All right. Take hey, care. Yes, there sir. is Gary Lee Park, Jr., Class Act. And, uh, yeah, you know what? I am remiss in the fact that um, 
Uh, I just found out uh, a couple minutes before air that um, the, the uh, I believe the first president of the Florida Barbecue Association, uh, he was running stump smokers along with stump back in the day when they started out and uh, had eventually transitioned over to Superior Smoker. And the guy who I had done two podcasts with way AA back in the day, Joby Staniland, uh, has uh, passed away. So uh, as Gary said, condolences to Joby's family. And uh, if you ever had a conversation with Joby, uh, there was no doubt about it. He was passionate about barbecue and the products that he was selling and uh, someone who was very infectious and ebullient in personality. So we uh, raise it up to you, Joby. And, uh, yeah, great man and uh, a great promoter of barbecue in in the right way. Uh, So there you go. Uh, We'll come back and wrap this show up here in just a second. Thanks again to Gary Lee Park Jr. for joining me. Uh, Quickly, folks, if you are, if you are, going to be in the market for a watch or jewelry or uh, maybe you're looking for a uh, home bowl like a decorative wood bowl or something like that Uh, let me turn you on to steven defranco stevendefranco.com barbecue brothers and sisters unite head on over to stevendefranco.com check it out see all the watches see all the rings see all the earrings and the bracelets and the anklets um Once you find what you like, simply do this. Uh, Give Stephen a call, 440-943-2700, 440-943-2700. Ask for Steve when somebody answers the phone. There's a very good chance that Steve's actually going to answer the phone himself. And uh, once you get him on the phone, tell him your barbecue brother or sister. Tell him you listen to the show. Then Rampy tells you to call in and get the real deal when it comes to price. He'll ask you a couple questions, especially if you're looking for counsel on a, a certain item. He's going to ask you, you know, what are you trying to convey emotionally? What's your budget? Uh, he's not going to try and push you into stuff that you don't want or that you don't need. You know, you go into a run-of-the-mill factory jewelry store in the mall. You're going to have some snot-nosed punk looking to fatten up his commission check and lie to you and tell you a bunch of stuff that actually isn't the case. Steven is not like that. He wants you to buy something, obviously, from him. But I want you to be comfortable. We want you to know that uh, you feel comfortable with the purchase you're about to make, that it's within the budget that you're trying to shoot for. He's not pushing you into something because he wants you to come back time and time again. A ring this time, earrings the next time, a watch the next time. He's the guy I buy all of my jewelry from. I don't get it for free. I bone out just like you guys. But it's somebody I trust. If you're local here in the Cleveland area, even within a two- or three-hour drive, it's worth it. You're going to be saving money because you mentioned the show, but you're going to be counseled properly and when it comes to big purchases like this you don't want to feel like you're getting a shaft man screw that stevendefranco.com that's stevendefranco.com and then call 440-943-2700 440-943-2700 we're back to wrap up right after this stick around be right back Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right. Uh, end of the show time. Thanks for joining me. Thanks to Gary Lee Park Jr. for joining me as well. Had a great uh, great conversation with him. 
Uh, we're going to wrap it up in case you missed out on the first hour. Man, it was a uh, it was a free for all. We had Dr. Barbecue Ray Lampy on for his Ask a Dr. Barbecue segment. Uh, for the first half of the Patrick Banks interview, we had I don't know somebody who was trying to be an imposter of Patrick Banks, but we did get to talk to Patrick for the second half of his segment. So thanks to him, Booty Q Pitmaster. Then we uh, transitioned over to the second hour. Michael O'Donnell from Cave Tools, mycavetools.com. Free barbecue recipe book.com. Free download for a recipe book. Free barbecue recipe book. And then a 20% uh, off gift certificate in the back to go to mycavetools.com and use. And then uh, Gary Lee Park Jr. helping me close out the show in fine and spectacular fashion. Pitmaster of Two Smoking White Boys. Uh, his main website, by the way, GSS, slowsmokebbq.com. Check that out. Sounds like it's top-notch out there, by the way. If you're looking for top-notch barbecue in North Florida, that's probably the place to go. All right. Uh, if you have raw cast iron, reseason it each and every time generations of rust free service. September 11, 2001. I will never forget. We'll see you back here next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.